I want you guys to give a really loud, really love for Sabrina Miller. get this started uh like comedy is my only child it is uh it's hard to find a boyfriend who likes kids is all i'm saying (laughs) so i'm transgender as many of you know and i hate it when cisgender women my friends like feel sorry for me they're like oh sabrina like i'm like so sorry it must be so hard like not to be able to have kids i can't even imagine what that must be like and I'm like, don't feel sorry for me. And like, first of all, like, why are you assuming that I can't have kids? Like, thanks to the miracles of modern science and technology, like, I had a kid last month. I had my sister's kid for the weekend. Thanks to the miracles of modern technology, I bo- boarded this winged flying machine and soared through the air to the exotic land of Stamford, Connecticut. Had the kid. You know, if you don't, if you don't know where you stand when it comes to the issue of abortion, just just babysit. Just say, you know, babysit for a week, and uh, you'll know exactly where you stand, though. After doing some babysitting, like, I am procrastination. That's a little, that's a little cute, though. <laughs> that's a little cute. Uh, let's talk about preferred gender pronouns. I like to state my PGPs. They are she, her, and hers. Now my PGIs, those are important. Uh, my preferred gender insults are cunt, and damn cunt, and goddamn cunt. And I feel like a goddamn cunt for telling that joke for the hundredth time at Mutiny Radio. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Look at me reinforcing fucking gender stereotypes up here, apologizing. God damn it. Um, uh, I didn't switch genders. Did not switch genders. I don't know why some people think that. Trans people switch genders. No, you switch from a PC to a Mac. You don't switch genders. I mean, it's not like I beta tested being a dude for like 30 years and I woke up one morning, I was in the bathroom and I was just kind of looking in the mirror. I was like, nah, I really don't like the uh, user interface anymore. I don't like this model. I want to upgrade. Like the hardware seems a little vulnerable down here. doesn't seem there should be more padding. And what's this USB cable just doing dangling here? I think it should be maybe more internal. Maybe I want some bigger buttons here on the front, you know? <laughs> there's, there's a joke here about comparing a woman's brain to one operating system in a computer and a man's brain to another operating system and how they boot up differently, but like, I, I don't want to do some hack joke about the gender binary. Hey, we're in Tech Central, baby. You know you love it. Bring on the tech jokes. So I get, I get a lot of questions about my transition, people are very curious, you know? And one of the most common questions is, you know, Sabrina, have you had the surgery down there? You know, the surgery down there. I'm like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing, doing it like this, like down there? And it's like, no, I have not had the foot reduction surgery. You fucking crazy bastard, I'm not going to North Korea <laughs> to get the foot reduction. This is a thing. This is a thing, the more you know. <laughs> reduction surgery. Uh, I was talking about, uh, what else did I want to talk about here? Um, another question I get is, am I afraid of uh, artificial intelligence, like rising up and taking over? I get that question as a trans woman. And I have to say no. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not afraid because I think as long as we program these sentient robots to be good God-fearing Christian folk, 
I think we'll be fine, right? Just program into them the robot 10 laws of commandments. Uh, the, sorry, I got that backwards. Just program into them the uh, robot 10 commandments to the phone. It's like to the Batmobile, to the phone, Robin. We're gonna go to the phone here. Let's see. We, uh, like in our society, we overuse a lot of words. Like one of the words that we overuse a lot is the word amazing. You know, we just go, like Louis C.K. talked about, like if you just go top shelf for a word, you know, he has that bit about uh, wasting amazing on a basket of chicken win wings. And I hate myself for still liking Louis C.K.'s bits. I really do. I hate myself for that. That's another overused word is hate. But anyway, amazing. So I was at a coffee shop, and the guy at the table next to me was going on about his amazing cup of coffee that he had. And I was like, really, dude, isn't an amazing cup of coffee? We're at Phil's. I know the Silk and Splendor is really good, but it's not that fucking good. Amazing. Okay, if it's an amazing cup of coffee, uh, tell me this. Uh, like, have you just come up with an actionable plan to mitigate the effects of climate change and to, pre to prevent further climate change? Like, whilst at the same time accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior at the same... No, I didn't think so. That's not an amazing cup of coffee. Like, I've had a good cup of coffee, I've had a great cup of coffee, but never an amazing cup of coffee, and I don't think I'll ever have an amazing cup of coffee because I don't do cocaine. I think... I think amazing cup of coffee is, is just code for, I have some really good fucking blow. Let's, that's what it, how much, how much time I got left, Mike? Yeah, it feels like I'm getting close to that time here. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I think that's pretty much, pretty much it about the whole coffee thing. Um, Talked about hate, that's a word that we overuse. And ladies, I hate to call you out on this, but like we're the worst offenders when it comes to hate. It's like, uh, like we, we use the word hate when it comes to our bodies. Like we all have that part of our body that we, that we hate. Like it's like I hate my hair, it's like I hate my thighs, like I hate my butt. It's like, and I, I hate my boobs and I shouldn't hate my boobs. I'm like, they're too small, I wish they were bigger. I shouldn't hate my boobs. I, I should hate gluten-free pizza and not my boobs. That's an appropriate level of hate when talking about gluten-free pizza. All right, that's been my time. Sabrina, love yourself. Gotta love yourself, man. Got to these days. I got a cokehead friend, man. He he just, random places, he just pulls out his coke and just sniffs it. I'm like, dude, what the fuck, man? Random ass places, man. Anyway, I just wanted to tell him that. <laughs> uh, so next comic, very funny dude, uh, Jonah Paula, give it up for him. I just pressed the record button five times and the phone didn't start recording. So one second while I fidget with the, there we go. All right, all right, fourth wall. You know what, the fourth wall has been busted and why even fucking do this set? All right, how's it going? Uh, anyone ever get food across the street at the bodega? No? I was, just, I was like, you are like an adorable old couple with your grandkids walking around. How is the food not better? Like, it feels like fraud. Like, just a couple of people just sitting around all folksy with, like, their grandkids, and it's cash only. It's like, Jesus Christ, are they 
trafficking in lies based off an aesthetic. <laughs> I would, would be led to believe would <laughs> result in a much better burrito. So I just want to get that off my chest. But uh, zoos are falling out of uh, favor. Zoos are falling out of favor somehow faster than prisons for actual people. And I think it's because we have six-year-olds visit zoos. You know, because they're so innocent and they're so taken aback. Like, I think we should have, like, six-year-olds go to San Quentin. Uh, you know, it's like they can get cigarettes at the gift shop to throw to the inmates. And uh, it's great because if a six-year-old falls into the zoo, they might get eaten by a lion. But if a six-year-old falls into the prison, they have to learn how to join a gang. And that's a social skill, you know. Uh, yeah. And the thing is, like, uh, the classic thing with the zoo is it's, like, so in just non-dignified to just watch the animal have to stand there in a corner and shit. That's the only thing I remember about going to the zoo when I was six is watching the giraffe shit. But it's, like, people feel sympathy for an animal when the animal has to publicly shit. But then, like, a human publicly shits in San Francisco and we're like, fuck that guy, you know? Don't give him any money. But, you know, he'll spend it on heroin, which causes constipation. Dude, if <laughs> doing heroin stops poop from coming out of people's butts. Help the homeless people do more heroin is what I'm saying as a social worker who's punching down right now. Okay. Um, yeah. Sephora's got ads now that are like, man, we want queer people to buy our makeup, which I guess they think it sounds positive, but to me it just sounds like telling queer people like, oh, you're people now. You also pay into the system, you know? <laughs> Like, before you got to, like, subscribe to your own standards of beauty, you know, before queer people bullied each other into, like, making an effort, but now, chop, chop, pay, <laughs> pay up to Sephora. All right, that's not a joke. Good to know. Uh, retail shopping might be going away. Anyone going to miss retail shopping? Uh, like a Kohl's or a, yeah? You, wh what's your least favorite thing about retail shopping? Okay, and you said that very seriously, so uh, you're a serious man, <laughs> your time is important, you probably have like a 140 IQ, you're not even saying anything more than that because you're just like, I don't want my time wasted because everything is every, every few seconds wasted looking for like toilet paper at like a stop and shop keeps you from like solving like the matter-antimatter equation or whatever bullshit you're working on, but... Uh, you know, people say it'll lead to a loss of jobs. It'll lead to a loss of community. I'm worried it's going to lead to the end of shoplifting, you know? Like, how else are vulnerable teenagers supposed to act out emotionally and save money on makeup and candy, you know? Uh, it's a very important time in my life when I stole Gravity's Rainbow from Barnes & Noble and then never read it, you know? That was, <laughs> that was there for me when I needed it to be, um, what else? Uh, I'm finding out I'm a terrible advocate for psychedelic drugs. Uh, all right, no woos, which is weird. This is, Muni Radio was the first place I was offered whippets out of a literal whipped cream canister. So, yeah. Uh, uh, like, here's my elevator pitch for psychedelic drugs. You know all the ways you're broken as a person and cope poorly? This wonder drug will force you to sit with that for 12 to 16 hours. Yeah, dude, people are like, I just wanted to taste some colors and talk to a tree. Uh, yeah, people are like, will I see a flaming dragon? I'm like, yes, if by dragon you mean your inability to talk to your mother. Um, one person with mommy issues in the crowd. Uh, I don't know, there's all this talk, you know, we have like 75-year-old people running for president or being president, and they're like senile, and they probably have to wear diapers. There's so all this notion that like young people are too stupid to like run things because they don't have life experience. But like maybe the stupidity that leads you to get like a giant flaming buck on like a pebble beach tattooed on your back 
might also mean you're open enough to end car culture, you know? It's a Venn diagram of stupidity and wisdom. Uh, hat God. I don't even know what that means. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, I do know what it means. Uh, I'm thinking about the last time I thought God personally intervened in my life, and it was when my family cat almost died when I was about 10 years old. We were going to go drive to New Hampshire for a family vacation, and then our car broke down, and we had to double back for the day, and we came home to find our cat bleeding out of her asshole. Right? I was like, God broke our car down so we would go home and save the shitty cat that didn't love us. And... Um, it is possible God intervened, but what if God intervened on behalf of the vet who was, like, going to, like, lose his car or, you know, had, like, a gambling debt? You know, what if God broke our car but also broke the cat's butthole? Because <laughs> that was like, dear God, I need $5,000 by next Tuesday. Um, I don't know. Does Colin chuckling count as a joke that will work at a real show? Um, survey says no. All right. <laughs> um, Y'all suck. Go die. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Give it up, man. Talking about his cat's asshole is not easy. It's really not, man. You guys, your next comic, very, very funny dude, coming to the stage. We're going to clap it up really, really loud for Mirage Sharky. Hey, guys. It's me, Mirage Sharky. Uh, my name is Murad, like I just said, uh, which in Arabic means wished for, which I think is a pretty lame wish, right? Like, if I was my parents, I would have wished for something better, like a billion dollars or a son with marketable skills. Um, there are a lot of weird names in San Francisco. I ordered a lift recently and got a notification on my phone that said, look for Christ in a silver Hyundai Sonata, and I will, as the scriptures foretold. Uh... <laughs> Uh, another time I ordered Uber Eats, and somebody named Murad was delivering it. And I got excited, because I've never met another Murad. Uh, and he uh, rang my doorbell. I opened the door, and I was like, hey, Murad, with all of that energy. Uh, to which he responded, here's your food. Uh, so I'm pretty sure I have to find him and kill him, right? Because we had two options, like best friends or mortal enemies. And I'm, as far as I'm concerned, he gave up a soulmate. Uh, I, uh, written it, uh, we, I recently witnessed an attempted murder, which was awkward. <laughs> uh, the uh, de uh, district attorney's office called me and read a list of the charges that they were uh, putting against the guy, and they said assault with a de deadly weapon, uh, attempted murder, and battery against an elder, which is just classic ageism, right? Assault against an elder. Age is just a number. Ask R. Kelly. Oh, do you like that? Anyway, uh, <laughs> when I go assaulting, I don't discriminate with age. You know, I just find old people and I beat the fuck out of them because I respect the greatest generation. You know, cool. Uh, Joe's talking about homeless people before the uh, bleeding cat butthole thing. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I like how in San Francisco, like, all the rich take your money so the poor get mad at you when you don't have any left, uh, you know? Okay, that's not funny. That's just true, putting that there. Uh, yeah, but uh, I live by a bunch of homeless tent cities uh, in my neighborhood, which is kind of a bummer, right? But every once in a while, you pass by one that's just like an architectural marvel. Like, dude, is that a cardboard duplex? 
Is that a fucking foyer in there? You got a little patio for the bird scooters you stole? Wow. What is your utility situation like? Oh, no utilities. Rent? Wait, never mind. Dumb question. Uh, and uh, some of those communities actually seem pretty tight-knit, which is, you know, endearing. It's nice. Like, I, I was on a bus with a homeless guy, and we rode it for, like, miles uh, across the city. And uh, we went through this intersection, and another homeless guy ran right in front of the bus, nearly got hit. And then the homeless guy I was riding with stood up and just looked at him and said, God damn it, Chris. I guess classic Chris, no? That is a thing that just happened, and it made me laugh a lot. But it turns out if you tell it on a stage, it's just a thing that happened. Cool. Uh, I feel like uh, Xanax is like uh, raising a whole generation of kids to regret face tattoos uh, in the future. Um, I've done Xanax before, and I get it, because when you're on Xanax, you're like, yeah, I could get an ice cream cone tattooed between my eyes. That, what's the big deal? That seems nice. Uh, Xanax is pretty bland on its own. It's kind of like cheese pizza. You know, it's just like a good base, goes great with other drugs. <laughs> cool. Uh, I bought a fountain pen recently, because uh, uh, fountain pens are great uh, if you really like writing and are also a cunt. Uh, it's just like a fedora filled with ink. Let people know how smart you are. Uh, I bought it at a store that just sells fountain pens, and I bullied the cashier into giving me free ink. Because uh, it turns out, if you sell fountain pens for a living, you are easily intimidated. <laughs> She'd be like, hey man, could you throw in some free ink? Actually, that costs money. Yeah, I know, just, just want it. Just, could you like give it to me, please? Uh, I have uh, been doing job interviews lately, so dealing with even more rejection than I'm used to. I uh, thought I fucking crushed this interview at Google, you know, and then I got a rejection letter in my email the next week, and I was pretty bummed out, but, uh, you know, I understood. Uh, and then I got another rejection letter, and then they just kept sending them to me at random intervals. I let them know. I was like, guys, I think your mailer's broken, and they didn't respond. So every once in a while, I just check my phone, and it's Google going, still not good enough, Murad, still just not good enough. Um, I know it's probably narcissistic to think that a trillion-dollar multinational corporation is trying to fuck with me, but wouldn't that be a dope prank? Like, hey guys, you know how we here at Google literally have limitless power? Let's use it to wreck one guy's confidence. Wouldn't that be funny? Uh, I caught up with the debates recently. I was behind. Uh, and I feel like there isn't really going to be a candidate that can really take on Trump. I'm worried, you know, because a lot of Trump's base are conspiracy theorists. So we need a candidate that can appeal to both sides, right? We need a candidate who can push the issues we like and then go out and say, listen, guys, it was aliens that shot Kennedy. Uh, also, 9-11 was an inside job. It was also an outside job. It was two jobs. Uh, we also faked the moon landing by landing on a different moon. Just tell me, just pick me for your president. I'll tell you more. You know, I got the scoop. I got the deets, the deets and the scoop. I'm out of jokes, but I'm not giving time back to the room. Uh, yeah, uh, guys, I haven't been doing well recently. Uh, every day for the past six weeks, I've eaten a four-pack of Reese's Cups. Uh, you know, they say there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's, but have you tried the fetal position? <laughs> there's no wrong way. <laughs> there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. Thank you very much. Yeah.
drop. Hold mics like ponytails tight and bobble ops. Stop, stick around, come through and dig yourself. Hey, guys, don't forget, uh, we got a nice little tip jar over here, too. You know, it's uh, just sitting there, just, you know, just sitting there looking at everybody. So... But uh, my goodness, man, Marad's a funny, funny dude, guys. This next comic is really, really funny. I want you guys to clap it up really, really loud for Mr. Cody Abe. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. So I'm Japanese. Started off with that. My name is Cody Abe. I'm Japanese. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm also from Hawaii. Which means that I have a lot of mixed feelings about Pearl Harbor. I do. On one hand, you know, they did it for the honors of their families. On the other hand, I'm a very bad sore loser. So uh, I, I think I choose the USA, right? I'm also here. Home team. Woo. Okay. Um, I'm all <laughs> so growing up in Hawaii was awesome. You know, it was a very familial vibe in Hawaii. A lot of... You know, a lot of a lot of friendly people walking around. You know, you go into a liquor store, you get you don't have to steal the liquor, you can just buy it. And they'll just be like, as long as you do it in here, you know, like fucking family and shit. So uh and that's why like when people ask me like what my favorite uh memory of growing up in Hawaii is, I would have to say it was the day that I left. Because uh if that doesn't make sense to you, it's the, when, when you're walking around and people like the what are you going to do when you grow up question comes up, that turns from fun speculation to existential nightmare uh, real quick when, you're, when you spend 18 years there. It's very, it's very scary. Um, now, though, I don't really like being from Hawaii. It's not that I'm, you know, it's not, I'm very like, proud of the place. I'm just, I just don't like being from there because I can never visit it for the first time. Like, you, you all go on vacation to Hawaii. I go back to do chores and relive my childhood. Okay, I do that. Um, my, uh, you guys get to stay in Airbnbs? I have to, so I don't have to have a bedtime. Uh, you guys get to go to the beach? Uh, I gotta go do chores for my mom and uh, listen to her stories. Like, I talk to you every day on the phone, mom, okay? <laughs> like, I've heard, I know, I know, I know Aunt Carl is is now doing hula at the at the luau's. You go to the luau's? All the luau's? You go there? Oh my God! Beautiful people, like lady dancing. Okay, D don't talk to my Aunt Carol. Okay, just fuck, just fuck off. Okay. I, I don't know. Like I don't like visiting home. Uh, anyway, I don't date Asian women. Is what my uh. Is what my track record with women says. You know, it's not that I don't want to. It's just that I'm. I think I'm subconsciously afraid of my mother, and I don't want to marry into that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, when you don't date like someone of the same ethnicity or whatever, you tend, especially as an as a minority, as an ethnic person, it, it you you kind of kind of might find someone that fetishizes you, and uh, it's hot. I gotta tell you, it's fucking hot. I love it. Uh, I didn't real. I was kind of uh, ignorant at first. I didn't know about it until uh, I got my first white girlfriend. Uh, I kind of ignored the signs at first. She, at, on her first date, she told me that her previous three boyfriends were Asian. Then on our second date, uh, she called me her buff dumpling. <laughs> and then, like, as we started 
you know, to get hot and heavy. But right before we had sex, she whispered straight into my ear, give me your Asian cock. And I'm just like, okay, uh, that's interesting. Uh, I, I came immediately, of course, because, you know, it was hot. But other than that, like, I just, I didn't know what to say. So I just dropped the L word immediately. I'm just that kind of person. I was like, you fucking lacist, you. And then she came. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, when, I was, when I was a little, there's a por- portion of my life that, uh, I missed a tag there. Oh, she, <laughs> I was actually her first uh, Japanese boyfriend, which, you know, saved the best for me, like the best Asian for, you know, whenever, ne- whenever I dated her. And then, uh, like, I'm just, like, she had the the lumpia, she had the egg roll, she had the spicy Korean pork, and now she's getting my Wagyu beef. And, you know, I couldn't be happier to be part of that Asian charcuterie platter she had going on that, that was, uh, that was nice. Uh, so, yeah, actually, when I was a little kid, I really, I'm j- I, uh, I really wanted to be Chinese, for some reason. Uh, no, there was a reason. Fuck yeah. It was because of Jackie Chan. I wanted to be Jackie Chan. I didn't realize, though, like, that just being Asian makes me Jackie Chan. I, you know? Like, <laughs> like people, like, I was just like, oh, maybe one day I'll be Chinese and I can do kung fu. No, like, I just walk down the street and say, and, and uh, it, that's like the Asian privilege I have. Like, I can walk around and say that I, you know, I can, I can, like find another, I can find a black guy and make friends with him and say, hey, we're rush hour and no one will question that, right? No one will be like, hey, he's not Chinese. They'll just be like, oh yeah, rush hour. I know that movie. That's, I'm not racist. And then that's the, <laughs> that's basically what I can do as an Asian man. And uh, black guys can do it too. Cause whatever, you know, uh, that's fucking all I had. Thank you everybody. I'm Cody Abe. Can I kick it? Yes, get up for Cody. Can you kick it? Yes, you can. Fucking right, you can. <laughs> All right, guys, your next comment coming to the stage. Very funny dude. Very funny dude. Give it up for Mr. Jeff Dean, everybody. Clap it up. This rhythm really hits like a slug glove. Like a box of positives, it's a plus love. As the trial flies high like a dove. Anybody see this video of uh, Mark Zuckerberg speaking fluent Chinese? Yeah? You saw that? Like, nobody knew that Mark Zuckerberg spoke Chinese, and then all of a sudden he goes to China, he does this interview, and he, everyone's like, oh my God, Mark Zuckerberg speaks Chinese. I, I can't help but think about what Mark Zuckerberg was thinking the night before, you know? Like, he's just at home looking in his mirror like, they don't even fucking know, you know? <laughs> They're about to find out. <laughs> I speak Chinese, bitch, you know? I'm not impressed myself. Okay, so what? You speak two languages. You know who else speaks two languages? Everyone in China. So I went to China speaking English, and I was just fine. Um, I uh, I don't listen to cashiers. Um, don't have anything against cashiers. I just never listen to them. Uh, like, for instance, when I'm I'll be face to face with a grocery cashier, and they'll say something to me. And and I don't I hear it, but I I don't know what they said. I'm just like, you know. They probably asked if I wanted to join the rewards program. No, I don't. 
no, I'm good. And uh, then some time goes by. They look at all the mini groceries I'm getting. And then they look at me sitting there, bagless. And they say, are you sure? And then I get offended. I'm like, do I look unsure of myself, you know? So I say no. And then they ring me up and that then I realize I need a bag, you know. But I know, and now it all comes to me. I know what's happened here. And uh I don't I'm a very proud man. I don't want this cashier to think I'm an idiot, okay? So this is the part where I have to just, you know, grab all of the groceries and then I drop them and just run out the door. So, I don't know. All right. Well, you know, I liked it. So, <laughs> I, um, what else, guys? Oh, you ever wake up from a dream and think, oh, that was some good writing, you know? <laughs> Sometimes fellow comics will be like, Jeff, you're a good writer. And I say, yeah, in my dreams, I am, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I write some fucking dreams that M. Night Shyamalan could only think of in a fever dream. You know? I bet M. Night Shyamalan has some fucking wild dreams. I bet he wakes up every morning and he's like, I need to write that shit down. That was crazy. And then he grabs his notebook and he's like, oh no, I forgot the whole thing. <laughs> I, uh, some people think that they're not creative, but uh, I don't know. If you think about it, we're all filmmakers making little movies in our head every night. That's fun, huh? You know? <laughs> I think that's real fun. All I know is I need to stop casting my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> she really do. She, every time I'm like, she's canceled. She's never working in this town again, you know? And then six months later, she's like, hey, I'm giving you a ride to Tatooine because I'm the only one you know with a spaceship, aren't I? <laughs> anyway. I'm doing it begrudgingly because I'm mad at you. And I'm like, no! <laughs> Who let her on set? Me? Again? Fuck! What did I tell me last time? I cannot control myself. Uh, if I could control myself, I would never have dreams with snakes in my bed where I wake up going, ah! All right. <laughs> um, that's all. I, did you guys honk me yet? Oh, man. What could I do? I could give time to the room. Okay. All right. I was in a... I, I, I got, I, I've reached a pretty exciting time in my life where, uh, you know, I started doing this new thing. I started getting completely nude in the locker room at the gym. Thank you. Yes. I was always afraid at first, you know? And now here I am just spreading my wings, you know, letting the whole world see what I got going on, you know, celebrating my body with other folks as they celebrate their body. You know, it's, it's really empowering for me. I feel empowered. You know, I've learned more about myself even. I've learned that when I feel empowered, I get a boner. So pretty crazy stuff. Anyway, I'm Jeff Dean. That's my time. Thank you guys. All right, Jeff. Way to talk about being in the locker room, dude. Yeah. 
I'm one of those when I go in the locker room, I uh, I don't wear any bottoms because, you know, my tops, I, I will always wear like a shirt or something like that because I know I got to hit the gym. But I go and I don't wear any bottoms. I walk around with my dick out in the gym like, hey, dude, how you guys doing over there? Right? I'm one of those guys with my dick out in the gym, man. I'm not like you. I can't. You probably just go butt-ass naked at the gym, probably, big man. You know, I ain't trying to, you know, bag on, you know, like I'm just saying. Big people, we got to, you know, but I got, you know. So, anyway, your next comment, guys. I'm getting too deep. This is starting to get like therapy. <laughs> here we go. Uh, my man right here, uh, Evan Montalongo. God damn it, I forgot his name. I smoke too much weed, y'all. I got to stop smoking, bro. That's that weed talking, bro. All right, keep it going. Keep it going for him. Dude, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. Uh, totally, yeah. I think the most comfortable I am in a locker room is with just a, well, not the most comfortable, but shirt on, no bottoms, that's okay. I think that's fine. Uh, you, learn a lot of, you learn a lot of things in sports, but I think locker rooms taught me that I have a completely average-looking penis. Just like, kind of like a Wells, like a, like a uh, where is it, where's Waldo of penis. Like, you could show me a thousand penises and I'd find mine, but it'd take a little while. It would take a little while. Um, I'm newly single. All right. I really, yeah, I really think it's going to work out this time. <laughs> Looking for somebody who's completely average, just a normal girl, just average, you know, so Chinese. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, I think uh, queso dip answers the question, why can't I drink this cheese? Now you can, queso dip. Exactly. Uh, I think we should call raisins by their real names. Grape mummies? They last forever in that little box tucked away in your pantry like some ancient Egyptian tomb. That's why they only make the most important grapes into raisins. This is true. All the other grapes, well, they're just jelly. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, low-hanging fruit <laughs> on that one. Don't whine about it. Don't whine about it. Hey, look, if you want to tell grape puns, you got to have thick skin, all right? Or else they're going to walk all over you. They're just going to stomp all over you. Yeah. I won't tell the other 50 great puns that I have. Um, no. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, uh, I was back in uh, Texas where I'm from recently. And um, I was at the beach having a good time at the beach. And uh, I saw this beautiful woman. And we kind of get introduced. We start talking. We're hitting it off. Things are going well. We're flirting, like starting to, you know, spit a little game, I guess, as they say. And she takes off her T-shirt, and she's wearing a Confederate flag bikini. <laughs> Have you ever been, like, disappointed and horny <laughs> at the same time? Kind of like how your parents felt when they saw your Google search history. Like, you are grounded right after I bookmark some things. <laughs> um, so I didn't know what to do. I was like spitting game now what do i do spit knowledge i was in the middle of it. i was like oh baby i can teach you something about the american civil war oh my god all i'm saying is i wanted to rip her top off for all the right reasons that's all i'm saying it's all the right reasons um yeah i am uh, originally from texas um i don't have a texas accent though which kind of bums people out i think they expect me to open my mouth and it's just like bullets and brisket that falls out you know it's just like shotgun ribs but uh the truth is i do have a texas accent all texans do uh, but they only use it when it's necessary, mainly when you're in Texas. Um, I know it like definitely affects my stand-up. Like if I'm back in Texas and I'm doing stand-up, I can't do it the same way I do it out in California. Like I have a, a, a joke that works pretty much only in an authentic Texas accent. And I'll show you. It goes like this. ¿Cuáles son las vacas más perezosas? Vacaciones. You guys speak Texan? Awesome. ¿Tú hablas Sí. 
Awesome, great. Um, no, I'm from this very conservative part of Texas called not Austin, <laughs> which is very cool, very cool little, very little cool little place right there. Definitely imagine looking it up. Um, no, I was raised uh, kind of religiously. Uh, <laughs> my mom was a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> and uh, now I do stand-up comedy, which means I've always hated knock-knock jokes. <laughs> you know, insulting to the faith, now it's insulting to the craft. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses actually have their own knock-knock joke. Would you help me? Would you help me tell it? All right, cool. So you know how this goes. Knock, knock. Jehovah's Witnesses. No, you're supposed to say not interested and slam the door in my face. <laughs> um, right on. I uh, have all those food opinions because I worked in the service industry. I still work in the service industry. I don't know if anybody else does, but I love it. I've uh, been a chef for about 10 years. Um, so I can taste the difference between a bartender and a hostess. <laughs> hey, one's salty, the other one's 19, <laughs> which is not illegal. It's just not smart. It's just not very smart. Um, you know, people want what they can't have, especially in bed. And I had this girlfriend who used to make me uh, dress up in a top hat and a monocle with a cane and choker. Uh, she had a peanut allergy. She's always like, chunky or smooth, chunky or smooth. She's like, chunky, chunky. Came in a GIF. It was pretty good. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. I'm Evan Montalongo. Make it real loud. Nowadays, it's amazing raising young. Rule number one, keep your faces on stunt. Good luck for Evan Montalongo. Yeah. Good shit, man. Keep rolling. All right, man. We're going to give it up. Uh... For the next comic coming to the stage, where's he at, huh? Okay, yeah, Colin. All right, yeah, next comic coming Next comic coming to the stage, you guys, Mr. Colin Holtz, give it up for him, yeah. All right, yes, I was almost named Colin. I was almost named Colin. I was almost named Kevin. Great story. Also almost named Dylan. Also, almost named Kyle. Oh, thank God. I dodged that bullet. Okay, all right. Pull it together. Okay. You remember uh, uh, sex ed class? Sex ed class, I remember they always told us, all right, listen, you're going to get hair here and here and here. The one place that they never told us we were going to get hair was our buttholes. And one day I was wiping and uh, something was not coming out. I was just pulling and pulling and I thought, oh no, I have a moldy asshole. And... <laughs> And I ran to the computer, did a little search online. Nothing came back. I was like, oh, no. I'm the only one in the world with a moldy asshole. I can't tell my mom. She's going to be like, he hasn't been washing well enough. I uh, can't tell my doctor. I'm just going to be stuck with a moldy asshole for the rest of my life. There's no punchline. Oh, today I saw a, uh, I saw a man breaking up with a 
woman while he was on a hoverboard. She was crying, and I just thought, push him. Just push him and take his hoverboard and ride away. You never deserve me anyway. <laughs> you know? uh, so sad. Uh, uh, I moved away from home uh, 10 years ago. I moved, I moved out here to San Francisco when I was 19. And my mom, when I was growing up, she always told me, Colin, don't talk to strangers. I moved out here, and that's all there was to talk to. <laughs> Everybody was a stranger. It made it real hard to find a job because strangers have all of the jobs. You can't go into a job interview, and the boss is like, so tell me a little bit about yourself. And you're like, uh, you first. <laughs> it's not going to get you the job. Not going to win you over with the boss. Uh, sick. Well. Um. Hmm. That's it, I guess. satisfied <laughs> Up, still funny, still, you know, still one of my one of my top five in the room, at least. <laughs> you know, still, so. Guys, uh, your next comic, really, really funny dude. I think he's funny. He looks, he smells funny. No, I'm just playing. He don't smell funny. But I will give it up for Mr. Colin McDonald. Come on, guys, give it up. Right off. I'm uh, I'm really happy that we're bringing back uh, we're bringing uh, mental illness to light in TV shows. We got shows like 13 Reasons Why. We got uh, My Strange Addiction. Uh, they even went as far as bringing back the Jersey Shore. That's pretty cool. Um, I um, I like listening to old rap music um, from the point of view of today. Like, yeah, Ludacris has a PS2 up in his wa ride with the windows tinted, but no one wants to steal a PS2 anyway when there's a PS4. Uh, Jay-Z's out the uh, country, but his blueberry still connects. It's like, dude, if you had an iPhone, you wouldn't have that problem. Let's see, um, uh, as you guys can see, I have a lot of tattoos. Uh, that's usually a talking point. Uh, a lot of people come up to me and say something about my tattoos. And I actually had, had a woman come up to me to say, hey, like, I want to talk to you. Like, I really like your tattoos, which was cool until I realized the only reason she was talking to me was the one thing that someone else put there. It's like, why couldn't she come up and say something like, oh, I really like your eyes, or I like your beard, or your crippling self-doubt, like anything else. Um, it's going great. Um, I'll, I, I appreciate the guys that stuck it out here. Um, I work for an airline, uh, I get to fly a lot, uh, but I'm a very nervous flyer. I don't know if anyone here not like flying. Okay, we'll, we'll talk after this, I got some tips for you. Um, no, if you're ever nervous about flying, like a lot of turbulence or anything, I found that um, no, no plane has ever crashed due to turbulence. Uh, every single flight that's crashed was caused by the Wright brothers. 
no, but uh, I was wearing I was wearing my work ID onto a flight one day, and uh, this woman sees it. She sees like uh, the company I work for, and she says, "Hey, like I'm flying with my son. It's his first flight ever. Maybe if you talk to him, like that will like kind of make him like, calm his nerves a little bit." And I say, "Okay, it won't, but let's try it." Um, so I give him my best peck talk. He, he seems receptive to it. He doesn't really like my Wright Brothers joke, which is whatever. Um, but yeah, like we're, we're flying and we, 30 minutes into the flight, we hit the worst turbulence that I've ever experienced. And he's looking at me, he's looking at me for comfort. And I'm, I'm putting on like my game face. And we hit the, like we hit a bump where like we must have dropped like, like uh, a thousand feet, I don't know. And I didn't mean to, but my body just kind of made, made a <laughs> noise. And he looks at me, and he's like, oh, like, he works here. If he's reacting like that, then I should react way worse than that. And, like, he screams, and the whole, like, cabin's looking at us. It went really well. The mother was pissed. Uh, what else do I got? <laughs> I'm having fun. Are you guys having fun? Yeah, I'm glad to be inside on this beautiful day. Um, I met a porn star the other day. That was pretty cool. Uh, I told her, like, I, I wasn't her biggest fan. I was probably, like, her most average size fan at best. Knocking them out of the park today. Uh, all right, I'll leave you guys with this, though. Uh, I've been going to the gym more. I've noticed that uh, the gym and stand-up, they're a lot similar. Uh, I'm not trying to be better than anyone here, just better than I was yesterday. Uh, I'm going to get stronger the more I do it. If I see anyone struggling through their set, the most I'm going to do for them is just sit back and laugh. Thanks, guys. Colin McDonald, one more time. Yeah. Colin, I got, I got one word for when I fly, because I fly a lot of red-eye flights. And I got one word for when you fly red-eyes, guys. Edibles. That's it. It's one word, edibles. All right, guys, your next comic. Give it up for the very funny. His brother's been standing over here all night. It's the other brother in the room, so we both feel like the last two brothers in San Francisco right now. Give it up. I'm sorry, and Warhol, too. Give it up for Mr. Rob Edwards. Yeah. Attention. We have heard from the control center on Monster Island that the two monsters have broken out. All men, stand by. What's up, man? Back at Muni Radio. It's cool, man. I like coming here. Y'all be banging on unicorns and rabbit, uh, rabbits and shit. Y'all don't fuck with them for some reason. It's weird. <laughs> it's funny y'all uh, brought up the gym, man. I go to the gym a lot, you know, the 24-hour uh, fitness. You know, and uh, it's weird in there, man, because, like, I don't know, maybe it's just the values my mom instilled in me, you know, that I shouldn't walk up on anybody with my dick is out. You know what I mean? Like, that shit, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But a motherfucker will come up to me like, hey, bro, I saw you hooping, and I'm like, you got a death wish, nigga? You getting that close to me with your dick is out. What the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? And it's crazy, man. Old people, man, they be letting it hang in there, bro. And you got to, they be having conversations in the middle of the locker room. You got to look at the floor so you don't step on their balls. Like, the shit is crazy, bro. Like, <laughs> shit's crazy, man. I don't know, man. I have a lot of pet peeves. You know what I mean? Like, I hate when people try to tell me who I look like. Like, oh, my God, you look like LeBron James. And I'm like, wow, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that, I put them all in a bag and beat your ass with it. <laughs> Give a fuck who I look like, get out of my face. You know, this white girl, <laughs> she asked me, hey, you know who you look like? And I was like, O.J. Simpson. 
And she was like, you don't look like OJ. I was like, well, maybe it's because I'm not covered in the blood of a white woman. Now, where would I find <laughs> some white woman blood? Let's put our heads together. Let's make this an authentic picture. Let's do that. You know, you know, I, you know a lot of people, they, they stopped fucking with R. Kelly, but I started fucking with R. Kelly a long time ago, not because of what he did to underage women, but because of all the unnecessary people that are here because of his music. You know what I mean? How many accidents happened because this nigga was singing on the song and she just didn't let him, he didn't have to put on a condom when the nigga was singing. Like, this shit is crazy, bro. I hold that shit against him. It's why the population is high. That's why the fucking everything is fucked up. There's no jobs because R. Kelly was fucking singing songs, nigga. <laughs> this shit is crazy. Uh, what else? What else do I got? Uh, Equinox Gym. I, I think they like, they were having like a fundraiser for Trump or some shit. And, you know, a lot of the people who go there were like liberals, so they were like, oh, I don't know if I'm, I can still go, I don't know if I can still support this, and I, I can kind of understand that, you know, because I remember when Chick-fil-A, they had that shit with, I think they were like homophobic, or they were like against gay marriage or some shit, and I was like, you know, somebody, I was eating the chicken sandwich at the time, she was like, you know, you know what they said, you know this, this, that, and the other thing, it's like, are you homophobic? I was like, no, I was like, you don't support gay marriage? I was like, oh, Categorically speaking, no. She's like, what the fuck does that mean? I mean, I don't support straight marriage. The shit is stupid to me. I wouldn't, I don't, like, it's just a bad contract, bro. Like, if you think about it, back when marriage started, it was that Game of Thrones shit. Let's join our houses together and take the Iron Throne. Like, that's, it was a business transaction. This shit is irresponsible to love your wife. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't, it's <laughs> just a bad idea. You wouldn't make that deal with anything else. Not a car, not a fucking dog, none of that. Like, I'm going to love you regardless if you set my shoes on fire or some shit. Like, no, you wouldn't do that with anything. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. It's crazy, man. People take celebrities too seriously. You know what I mean? Like, the Kanye shit, like, the, uh, when he said the slavery was a choice shit. And I was like, you know, he was like two months removed from a mental institution, bro. You probably, this is not the nigga you take seriously. My, you know what I mean? Like, Two months removed from the fucking nut house, the fucking loony bin, bro. He was a fucking loony tune. Every time, every time the nigga stopped talking, Porky Pig should have jumped out of the screen like, me, me, that's all, folks. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's crazy. You don't take him seriously. You know what I mean? He's a fucking nutcase. You know? It just takes celebrities too seriously, man. You say anything remotely negative about Beyonce and, like, people will threaten to kill your family from, the, like, the fucking, what is it, the Bayhive or cult, whatever the fuck they call them. I don't know. <laughs> Like every and every like major person has a cult of people who are willing to die for someone they don't know because she sings songs, nigga. What are you? What kind of priorities do you have? Like what the fuck? I don't know, man. It's just a strange world we live in, man. But yeah, uh, what else I got? Break out the phone. Oh shit, I got the light. All right, was that like a minute? Let me see here. I got a quick one. I don't know if I have any more quick ones. I get a quickie. I don't know. Let's just wrap it up. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. Yeah, I'm done, bro. <laughs> I will show you. you monster zero. Yep. Man, I, I'm I'm pretty sure my phone is fucking with me too, man. Because the other day I, I had it on a, a 
I think it was a uh, it was a, a hip hop radio station, and they threw in an R. Kelly song in the midst of all of that. <laughs> and I found myself listening to it for like ten seconds, like, damn, this is oh, damn, I'm listening to mother, goddamn. So it was an accident. That's what I'm saying. I was grooving to that R. Kelly shit on accident. So anyway, guys, your next comment coming to the stage. Very funny, dude. Give it up for Mr. James Coker. Guys, let's give it over Mike Bond. He's doing a great job hosting tonight. Something weird in the energy right now tonight, right? Something weird. Is there like there's some sort of tension? Does anyone else feel that in here tonight? No, it's just me. Maybe it's like a Rochamon type thing, where it's like my truth, your truth, and in the middle is the truth. Uh, yeah, but um, Stephen Ross is the owner of Equinox, and he held like a Trump fundraiser. Uh, and so a lot of people started canceling their memberships, which is, I'm really proud to say that I had the moral high ground not to ever be able to afford to go to that gym, which was nice. Um, you're talking about flying. I feel like as we've gotten older, um, or as I've gotten older, turbulence scares the shit out of me now. When I was a kid, I, I didn't care at all. But now when the plane like slightly shakes, my life just like flashes right before my eyes. And everybody, like, I feel like ha sees different things when their life flashes before their eyes. But when I do it, it's just, like, it's clips of me watching Instagram stories on the toilet. Like, immediately followed by clips of me trying to unclog that toilet. I've lived a, I've lived a rich, fulfilling life. Um, but that and a lot of other things have made me realize I need to take better care of myself. I need to start, like, exercising more and eating better. I think, like, a big wake-up call for me was... Uh, about a month ago, I was watching a soccer match on TV, and I thought to myself, oh, I, have, I, I think I have what it takes to be a professional athlete still. And then about an hour later, I uh, pinched a nerve in my neck, towel drying my hair. It's not a high point. But um, I've been trying to like exercise more, uh, but to give you an idea of what my physical fitness is like, uh, I was out the other day jogging at my fastest pace, and an overweight kid with a full backpack ran by me with these. He just, like, wasn't even breaking a sweat. Keeping me humble. But um, now that when I go to the gym, I always try to, like, uh, give myself, like, an extra 30 minutes to factor in dudes who ask me to film them lifting weights for their Instagram stories, which I'm probably going to watch later. Let's just be honest. But uh, about a month ago, I was at the gym, and this guy asked me to film him incline pressing 100-pound dumbbells, which is, like, pretty impressive. But we had to do eight takes because he kept messing up the line, turning it up on a Saturday. It's a true story. Uh, I got married seven months ago. Thank you. Um, and we dated for about 10 years before that. And you, you're with somebody for that long, you think you know them in and out. Uh, and then they take a Listerine breast strip out and they chew it instead of letting it dissolve on their tongue. My wife chewed a Listerine breast strip like a fucking monster. Who does that? But I love my wife. She's amazing. I worship the ground she walks on because she owns it. She owns our apartment. I'm only listed as a tenant. I married my landlord. But uh, we have a dog. We have an old dog. He's 16 years old. He's, uh, he's blind. He's uh, blind in one eye. He's completely deaf. And he, um, other than that, he's in pretty good health. But he has this habit of begging us for food when we're sitting at the dinner table. I don't know if anyone else has pets and, or dogs and they experience this, but he begs us for our food, so we keep a pile of dog treats next to our plate 
when he begs us for our food because he's got a sense of stomach. So we just give him dog treats. But now I'm pretty sure he thinks all we eat for every meal is dog treats. Like, I think he feels bad for us. I think he's like, man, I feel bad for these guys. I think they're, I think they're broke. Um, he's, he's an older dog, so, like, he has uh, problems going to the bathroom sometimes. And uh, the other day, he, went to the, he took a shit, and then he sat back in it. So I had to put him in the bathtub, and I had to wash, wash his asshole. And um, I texted my brother about it because my brother used to take care of him. And uh, my brother said, if it makes you feel any better, if it makes you feel any better, I sometimes wash my boyfriend's asshole in the shower. And I was like, you know, I'm really glad you're in a relationship that you feel like is close and meaningful and you guys are on a level where you can do that. But it doesn't really make me feel better about my situation. Anyway, I'll leave with that. I'm James Coker. Thanks so much, guys. All right, guys. Give it up for James Coker. Talk about being married, man. You can't argue with a woman, can you, though, James? Can't argue with your wife, though. Nah, nah. I went out and got a book on how to argue with my wife, man. First page, it says, shut the fuck up. And that was the whole book. Just shut the fuck up, Mike. Everything. Straight up, man. Only a married guy can laugh about that shit. All right, guys. Next comment coming to the stage. Mr. Raul Sudarjan. Yep, okay. I don't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's up, guys? You guys seem like nice people. You guys seem cool. Where's the tip jar? I guess we're not doing that anymore. Ah, that's nice. I see that no one's tipping, so I'm exempt. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, how many guys know what's going on in Kashmir? Uh, no, okay. Next question. How many guys want to explain to me what's going on in Kashmir? Because I have no idea. I'm really ignorant about all that. I didn't even know people live there. Uh, all I'm seeing is a bunch of fucking Facebook feed stuff in two different languages, like Hindi and Arabic, and I don't speak any of them, so I don't know which to put in Google Translate to know what side I'm supposed to take. Um, so it's kind of fucked. I thought, uh, yeah, I didn't know people live in Kashmir. Like, it's a apparently a place near, on north of India, I guess, and, uh, and uh, I thought it was just like a historical city, like Rome, which is abandoned. And I know what you're thinking. Rome's a country, not a city. Who cares? Um, all right. Ah, this is going wonderful. You guys remember when you used to give a fuck? No? You guys remember, you know, you pay your rent on time, show up to dates sober, fucking shower. <laughs> ah, like, uh, that fucking was a weird time in my life, giving a fuck. Like, ah, I shower sometimes. Sometimes I shower sober. Oh, that's weird. Uh, okay. Uh, this is going wonderful. Is it racist that I don't buy my heroin from black people? No. Is it? I don't buy my heroin from black people. I stopped. I don't know. They're too friendly. Like, they, you can make a friend for five seconds, and then you eventually they're like, they try to, like, convince you, like, stop doing heroin. You got more. Like, you're the, my drug dealer. You should be, fuck, I don't know. The Hondurans have the better shit. I don't know. 
Uh, heroin is wonderful. Give it up for heroin, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I fucking love heroin. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> What's the next? Uh, I'm in college. Anyone in college? Anyone going to school? Anyone? No. All right, you uneducated motherfuckers. Um, mm. Yeah, but um, I just took finals for summer semester. You know what that means? can finally stop snorting Adderall to study and start snorting Adderall for fun the way God intended, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, who would have thought drugs to study? That's right. I like to get high and do math. Checkmate, mom. <laughs> uh, like, what are you going to say? You better not be bringing that shit under our roof and be like, what? Calculus problems? Fuck you. Uh. Anyway, this has been wonderful. I love the energy. I love you guys. <laughs> That's like, thank God, and that is my time. I'm gonna go home and do some heroin. Yeah! Follow three collar, three dollar bills, and squilt for halal bill. If y'all appeal, I didn't know we was gonna have to call the paramedics up in here on Raul up in there in a minute. I was looking at my phone like, should I do it? No, oh, okay, is he okay? All right. This next comic, guys, man, his last name, just let me tell you, man, Aginaga. I was Aginaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how, hold on, man. That's, you know, cause that's, that's, I got something to say about that, man. You know, that sounds like, you know, the thing I'm going to use when, I, when I'm fucking my wife and I bust a nut. I'm going to say your last name like, uh, Aginaga! That's what that's gonna be. I'm just saying. I just like that. I'm just no really I'm gonna do it though, man. When we just come at the same time, we're gonna pull an Aginaga and be like, babe, remember Aginaga? She's gonna be like, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> you guys give it up for my boy Dan Aginaga right here. Yeah. Thank you guys. Aginaga. If you're wondering, uh, that last name, it's Brazilian. A lot of people think it's uh, Japanese, which could confuse some people because they'll expect to interview someone Japanese before I walk in. You know what I mean? Person expects to interview someone Asian, then the eyes show up, and then they realize they're interviewing someone you know, stupid. Yes, you made me have to say that joke. I didn't want to start with that joke. <laughs> uh, no, thanks for clapping for me, guys. Uh, you didn't have to clap, so I appreciate that. Uh, some people will clap for you or uh, we'll clap, man, I already fucked up this joke. Uh, some people clap when you don't even ask them to clap. Like uh, when your plane lands, right? We've all been there, our plane lands, and then all of a sudden someone just goes berserk. Like they love plane landings, like it's the Beatles in the 60s. Why do they do that, you know? Like I know why. You know, you know the people I'm talking about, the people who clap when their plane lands? I know why they do it, they do it because uh, they survived the flight, right? They're happy to be alive. But all they're really doing is making the rest of us on the plane upset that they're not dead, you know? I know that's a little harsh. It is, but it's confusing to me because the pilot can't hear you. So what's the point? Like, he's in the cockpit with his earmuffs on. Isn't the whole point of clapping for, like, there to be a recipient? So while it's good nature to cap clap for the pilot, it's pretty much pointless. It'd be like giving Stevie Wonder a thumbs up. You know? Message not received, you guys. But you guys clap for me, and I appreciate that, so. Don't clap for that. Uh, but uh, guys, I watched Brokeback Mountain finally. Yes, I know, I'm so woke. Uh, finally watched it, 
Uh, had some friends over last weekend, you know, just classic hetero hangout. And uh, we loved it. It was a good movie. Uh, although I could have done without one of my straight friends uh, saying this awkward thing in the middle of the gay sex scene. We're watching it in silence, and all of a sudden he just goes, man, I, uh, I could never do that. Never do what? Make out with and fake fuck Jake Gyllenhaal for millions of dollars? i real fuck you for rent control. <laughs> I would. I'm not gay. I'm just fiscally responsible. This is the real estate market we're in, San Francisco. Catch up with the times. No, but unfortunately, I'm not gay. Lucky for you. No, I, I, uh, I'm awful at multiple choice. I'm regretting, I'm regretting that choice right now. I, I've, I feel like I'd be a lot more likable if I was gay. Uh, but instead, I chose straight. I am a straight white man from New York City. That is me. You never hear an applause break after that. No, I, uh, from New York, I, I hate to say it, but uh, a lot of us kids who grow up in New York, we turn out to be pompous douchebags. I try not to be that. I try to be grounded, try to be more empathetic and kind to people. But it's hard when you have this you know, resting rich face. It is. I get it. I've seen mirrors. I try to dress it down with shitty clothing and patchy facial hair, but people just take one look at my face and they just assume I know the difference between racquetball and squash. And I do. Yeah, I do. Some people will look at me and uh, after I tell them I'm from New York City and they'll just assume I was raised by like a house full of maids, which I resent, you know, because it was just two maids, not a big deal. And then once in a while, I'll get someone who looks at my face and just doesn't like me right off the bat, you know? A lady in Oakland uh, once saw me and she told me that I gave off, and I quote, Stanford rapist vibes. Can you believe that? She thought I got into Stanford. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I got a 1200 on my SATs, but that's not gonna cut it for a pseudo intellectual school. Oh, guys, yeah, I, uh, I told you I was Brazilian before, as a lot of Americans put it, Mexican. And uh, like a good Mexican boy, I went to Catholic school, raised Catholic. I didn't really like Catholic school for a multitude of reasons. The main one was that I was picked on a lot. Anyone else bullied in high school? Yeah, I was bullied hardcore. Uh, the kids in my class gave me the nickname Fetus because I uh, had an enormous head and a teeny tiny body. So hence the nickname Fetus. Yeah, at first I thought I got that nickname because I was always, you know, swimming in puss. But that, no, that wasn't the case. It was mostly the big head thing. Uh, bullies were mean back in the 90s when I was in high school. Uh, some kids would tease me. Uh, others, uh, this one guy, Carl, he uh, would pin me up against my locker some mornings, and he would tell me he was going to abort me, which is super rude. And also, may I add, not his choice to make. Uh, just got to stay woke when you're a bully, you know? Now, uh, that and also another reason why uh, I did not like Catholic school is because, um, what's the rest of this joke? I did not like uh, Catholic Oh, because I didn't buy into, I hate, I'm not religious. Uh, I didn't buy into the whole Catholicism bit. Uh, especially the whole God forgives everyone thing. You know how they love to say that? God forgives everyone. Okay, then why the hell? You know, like if God forgives everyone, then why do we have a hell? And I think hell is for people that God is forgiven but still sort of like rub him the wrong way. You know what I mean? Like, I could just see people at the pearly gates like wondering like, what the, hol the holdup is. Some guy's like, hey God, like, do you not remember me? Like I was the guy who built all those houses for low-income families in Haiti. Did that not get me in? 
God's like, no, no, I, I see that here. That was that was cool. But um, it says here on your file that uh, on your way to Haiti on the flight when the plane landed, you uh, you clapped. All right. Thanks a lot, you guys. Catch him up at Bob Show, stolen with a trouble caller. Bastard, who can make G's faster? Then a new remastered while being truly. Guys, get up for Dan one more time. Yeah. Okay, so your next comic, she is fresh out of fucks. She does not give zero fucks up in here, and I'm dead serious, you guys. He's looking, James, looking. <laughs> who is that? You guys, I want to bring her up to the stage, Miss Selena Bills. I knew we had new G. Thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> Y'all look the same, goddamn. <laughs> goddamn. Stop looking like him. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Selena. How are y'all doing tonight? Oh, that that looks about right. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> um, it, it was kind of interesting showing up early. I got off work and just came straight over here. Um, and uh, I haven't been to the open mic portion in a very long time in Mutiny. Um, it was it was kind of cool seeing you guys talk about Chinese people a lot. Uh, there's <laughs> there's just a lot of that, and um, in case you guys didn't know, I am Chinese. Um, I'm half Chinese and half white, um, and a lot of people get that, like they're thrown off by that because my name is Selena Bielman, so I have a Mexican first name and a Jewish last name, and uh, anyways, where was I going with that? Anyway, okay, so I took me <laughs> I took Muni over here, and that was also my first time taking Muni. Um, the bus, and uh, um, there's a good mix of people on Muni. There's, you know, people that just got out of work in the FIDI, me, one of them, and then, you know, you're kind of run-of-the-mill crazy folk of San Francisco, and uh, there was one dude who was standing in front of another dude, crackhead-looking-ass dude sitting next to me, and uh, he started yelling at this one guy, and was like, yo, get your ass off my grocery bag. Your ass is touching my grocery bag. And uh, that was a very eloquent translation. But he was just like, ass on groceries, fuck out of here. I'll beat your ass right now. Stop touching my shit with your doo-doo asshole. <laughs> and I'm like, that seems a little redundant, but I understand where this man is coming from. And uh, the guy's like, yo, I'm nowhere near it. And uh, it's true, because I was staring at his ass. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, I agree, but I, I, I see both sides here. And uh, so they're yelling, they get in a tiff, we get us to a certain stop, and grocery bag dude and another crazy looking dude get off the bus. I don't know if they were in cahoots with each other, but other crazy ass dude was like, hey, anybody wanna jump him? Anybody? No? I got a knife. And it's like, what made you think that this was the crowd of people that would want to do something like that? Like, well, I'm glad you offered. Thank you. We were all thinking it. Um, let's see. What else? I wrote down some stuff while I was here. Um, I have a giant fucking headache. Woof. Uh, so Pornhub, who's a fan of that shit? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Oh, good old pornography. I love that shit. Um, I watch it very often. Um, one thing that really bothers me is uh, the ads on Pornhub. And uh, I'm gonna, what is a Pornhub ad that comes up a lot? 
I love how you sh said that in like the Shane Co voice. <laughs> if you love Pornhub, you can find it in Mendocino, Cupertino, and Walnut Creek. Now you have a friend in the porn industry. <laughs> All right, what's another Pornhub ad that comes up a lot? It doesn't have to be in the same voice. That was the first time that's ever happened. But what is an ad that you see a lot on Pornhub? That's true. Oh, yeah, they do some wholesome shit like that every now and then. Yeah, where, like, you don't want to be distracted. Nobody think, like, one of three ads pop up on Pornhub where it's just, like, if you like Pornhub, subscribe to Pornhub Premium. Or, like, local MILFs in your area want to fuck you. It's true. Believe us. Give us your information. <laughs> or... You know, just another website that's in conjunction with Pornhub. There's like, there's like three. Or the, oh, the penis enlargement one. That's the other one. Yeah. Just the fucking, this pill will make your dick grow 60 feet. It, cause that can happen scientifically. You'll believe me right now. Um, but I really wish like just the ads on Pornhub would be more like just common ads. I wish it was like, like, can you imagine like if Everest College had like an ad on Pornhub? <laughs> <laughs> Like, do any of you remember, like, an Eversad? You'd be there at 2 p.m. on a school day just watching MTV, and it would come up and be like, yeah, you, sitting there on the couch. What the fuck are you doing with your hand and a bag of chips? You should be applying to college right now. Get your ass up. Stop wearing those gray sweatpants and get out and get educated. <laughs> so I think they would really fucking get a lot of admissions if they just really went to Pornhub and was like, hey, you, yeah, I'm talking to you. Get your hand off your dick and go out there and get in fucking in a communications class, you lazy sack of shit. Anyways, I'll give some time back to the room and I'm gonna get a drink of water. But thank you for letting me up here. Come on, give it up for this guy. This guy, Mike Bonds. <laughs> Mike B-O-N-D-S-S. Yes, hella silly, silly as fuck. All right, <laughs> you guys. The next com is this our last comic for the night? No, yeah. Okay, so I guess this is could be our last comic for the night. Or John, are you are you gonna be our last comic for the night? Okay, let's keep it going, guys. For the next comic coming up to the stage, Hunter Stower. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, howdy, everybody. Uh, good to be here. Good to see all you lovely people. I've actually been gone for about a month. I've been in Colombia. Uh, thank you. That was heartwarming. I've been in Colombia. Uh, I was there for honest reasons. I was visiting my in-laws, you know, my wife is Colombian, her whole family's Colombian. Uh, so a lot of wholesome family shit, but I did do all the cocaine, all the cocaine while I was there. You know, if anybody's ever wanted, uh, to maybe get over their coke habit, go to Colombia and do all of the cocaine. That's the only way to do it. If you tease yourself, this is not even a joke. This is just true, real advice. If you tease yourself by trying to like wean yourself off of cocaine or something, that's a red herring. That's not going to work for you. You have to, what's the saying? You have to go all the way to the bottom, like to, to make your way out. Into the crevasse, exactly. And I went all the way into the crevasse. Like you can get, oh my God, just thinking about it. 
especially if you have a local with you, you can get the best cocaine you've ever seen in your life, more cocaine than you've ever seen in your life for $15. And that includes the taxi ride and that includes the tip to the taxi driver for being so cool. That's 100% true. There's only so many times you can stay in your hotel room doing a gram and a half of cocaine every single afternoon and masturbating to Pornhub um, before that gets old. So I am, uh, my wife is Colombian. Uh, I love my wife very much. She's a very special person. She's the kind of person who will, um, you know, this is the best way I can describe her personality. She'll bring a road drink, you know, like a drink on the road. And she knows that she's she knows it's illegal, so she'll put it in an opaque, uh, uh, um, an opaque uh, plastic cup, and it's like, oh yeah, she's trying to be sneaky. But then she'll put salt all on the rim because it's a margarita, and you only do that with alcoholic drinks. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, my wife and I were uh, having a conversation as we were driving across the Bay Bridge this morning. We were thinking, uh, we've been married for about a year, thinking about having a kid. Anybody have kids? First of all. You got a kid? Anybody here married besides me and him? Married? Yeah. You know, most people, are you a millennial? Uh, Sure, just on the cusp. Yeah. Everybody, whenever I ask that question to a group of millennials, and and whenever I ask that question to a group full of millennials, are you guys married? They look at me like I said, hey, do you want to use this butt plug that I found (laughs) on the grounds in the tenderloin? I've only used it a couple of times. Washed it once. A little gritty. Um... But what was I talking about? Being married and uh, uh, oh yeah, kid. Yeah. So we were you were talking about having a kid, and it, to me it seemed like a really terrible idea. And then it occurred to me, you know, it would be magical to finally, you know, create that third person that's going to be your permanent pass on the Braybridge carpool lane. That would be, I think that by itself would make it worth it. Save twenty minutes every day. That's got to be worth it. I'm just kidding. I'm never going to have kids. It's um, especially not here. And I'll tell you what, this is something I was thinking about. I always know that I'm about to get priced out of a neighborhood when I see the rich white millennials with multiple kids. All All those things in conjunction, rich white millennials with multiple kids. Now, if you have a kid or two or three, but it's difficult. It's a really rewarding, but it's really difficult because you struggle because of the finances and because of all the time it takes away from you. I respect that. But if you can put a five, six, and a seven-year-old through Montessori school and still have resources to gentrify a neighborhood, then you need to go fuck yourself because that's fuck you money is what that is. That's um. That's I do not give a fuck about any of you. And everybody, whenever I tell them that, all my rich white millennial friends with kids, they're like, Hunter, you don't want to pass on what you've been given to another generation, that's so selfish. That's so selfish. I'm like, selfish? I'm still going to die. That's still going to happen. Someone can still have my stuff. It's just not going to be a mutant that I made with my chromosomes. You know? And like, Oh, yeah, but I, I get what you're saying. Selfish. Yeah, I'm, I'm super selfish. I'm so, so, sorry to bother you with my selfishness. I'm just going to go, and I will leave you to rear your progeny, each one of whom is going to have a higher carbon footprint than the entire Ming dynasty. Selfish? Selfish? 
Jesus Christ, the fucking nerve of these people. And we're talking about, again, rich white millennial babies. So the highest carbon footprint than you can possibly imagine. At least people who were like modestly uh, endowed with resources or even poor people, they're the ones who are raising the kids that are going to do all of the shit that these fucking Skylers and these fucking Jadens with these fucking allergies are never, ever, ever going to be able to handle. That's, um, I mean, that's true, right? Yeah, whatever. So fun, true, but not funny. That's what we're talking about here. Okay. So um, let's see. Uh, we talked about cocaine. We talked about children. Um, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm done. You guys have a good night. On the riding street, a straight G. Hop back as I pop my top, get trip. I let the hollow voice commence to pop, 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 yeah. Cause if it don't stop, I have to put my shit. Give it up for Hunter, huh? Give it up for Mike Bonds, who hosted the open mic. And now it's time for something entirely different. A longer open mic. No, no, it's an AK show, I think, right? It's a show now. Yeah, baby, it's a show now. Give it up for a show. Everything's changed. I'm the host, John Gallagher. It's a pleasure to see you. Hi, how are you? Good, great. Good to catch up. Uh, A little bit about me, Uh, fat, bald, white. Huh, does that cover it? Yeah, Yeah, that covers it, right? Cool. See you later. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I saw a new. Uh, I saw the new Quentin Tarantino movie. Any guys see that thing? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah. What do you think? You like it? Uh, kind of iffy. Okay, fair enough, right? It's, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a pretty fucking good movie, to be honest. Right? That movie was. This is how good it was, though. I liked it a lot. We're watching the movie, and a man in the middle of the movie theater, just in the, out of the audience, hears hear a person go, "Doctor, we need a doctor," because somebody's having a stroke during the movie. Here's the thing. They don't stop the movie. They keep the movie going. What they do instead is they start slowly brightening the lights <laughs> like while the movie's still going on. So his life is dimming. Lights in the theater getting brighter. You know, everything's good. Keep the movie rolling. Because it's like, yeah, we paid uh, $12 for this movie ticket. It's Quentin Tarantino. We're not going to move. Who gives a shit? Fuck this guy if he dies, you know? So the EMTs are coming in with stretchers. EMTs are stopping to watch the movie still. Like, because it's... Yeah, like, yeah, it's Quentin Tarantino. This is good. It's like he fates in God's hands right now. We have to appreciate this art. And he's like a 75-year-old man just stroking out. Ugh. Like, how do you feel like when you have friends that probably died in wars and you're like, oh, I saw a scary scene in a movie. Quentin Tarantino got my blood pressure up and I had a stroke. It's like, ah, oh, you deserve to die, I think, right? You call the herd and make the gene pool stronger, baby. Let this old fuck die. Cool. I uh, I was thinking about animated pornography because I'm going to talk to you guys about that, huh? You guys into that? Anybody into it? Yeah, there you go. Cool. Nice. I was into a subreddit called uh, Dragon's Fucking Cars. Have you guys seen this? Oh, man. It's a very awesome. It's a, it's a thriving community, basically. I mean, really, there's over like 1,600 uh, members. You can go check it out. It's what the, the people do is they lovingly illustrate these insane-looking dragons, just literally what it says. They're just fucking like four-door sedans, station wagons, blowing crazy dragon dicks up tailpipes. It's very exciting. The thing is, is this is like you're relating to this, and you're watching it, and you're like, oh, man, these dragons are great. Why are all these cars so shitty that they're fucking, though? You know what I mean? Like, why do these dragons have low self-esteem, you know? Like, if you're into, like, the fantasy realm, why couldn't these dragons fuck a cool car, like a, like a Lamborghini or a Bugatti? Like, you're a dragon. You're a 10, dude, you know? 
Fucking think highly of yourself. Go for the highest prize. Why you have to fuck like a lame Toyota Tercel? You know what I'm saying? Shouldn't get that. And like I'm thinking that too because I'm thinking about fetishes, right? Every pr- I think every fetish started out as a joke. Uh, I don't know. That's just me because I don't think anybody was just like, yeah, give me feet to fuck, like just right away. I think it was just like, yeah, what if I? Oh no, now I need this. Like that's the thing. There's like a point where you take that and then you're like, oh, now I need toes and the smell of the gym to come. That's it. That's it. You know? And that's the thing with the dragon's fucking cars. It's like I'm looking at it as a laugh right now, but there's going to be pretty soon just a time where that's the only thing I can come to. I already know that. It's like I'll just be like, well, honey, I thought we'd spice it up a little bit more. It's like, here, you're going to be a Ford Bronco, and I'm going to put on these dragon wings and paint myself green. We'll make it really exciting. She's like, I don't even understand the scenario. I'm like, don't ask questions. And I chloroform her. You got to do that. You got to really spice it up at the top of the show. You know what I mean? Good. Hentai pornography. More animated pornography jokes. Yes. This is my platform for 2020. Animated pornography. Let's talk about it. You think people that draw it, they have to be into it, right? Because you want to make the bros come, you know? Like, that's might be the hardest job in the world because you're, like, sitting there getting yourself excited when you're drawing animated pornography, right? So I feel like when those guys are animating it, they sit there and they're, like, doing a good job. But it's, like, must be the hardest thing in the world because every two seconds these guys are like, okay, lovingly draw the eyes, full hot breasts. Oh, these are sick. These are sick tits. Nice, huge ass. All right, time for a break. And then just go crank one out. Like, this is like the real problem with, like, the power of imagination. You could just teach a person, like, you can do anything with your imagination. Like, I'm going to jerk up to things I draw. Like, oh, no, I meant to, you know, change the world. (laughs) It's like, like, no, I'm going to fucking stroke off to Jessica Rabbit that I drew. My favorite thing to think about is a guy that is like an amazing artist, but that's the only thing he can draw is just amazing porn, like amazing cartoon pornography. And he's like sitting there, he's like, ugh, this is disgusting. But who am I to deprive the world of my art? You know, just like, just lovingly illustrate. <laughs> a lady just getting blown up with tentacles. It's like, well, yeah, all right, you go. I, uh, uh, <laughs> What was I going to say? Oh, fuck, man. Oh, here's the thing. Stamp comedy. This is ostensibly art what we're doing right now. Isn't that weird? It's a weird thing to think about, right? Stamp comedy is art, filmmaking, art, painting, art. It's like stamp comedy, the only one that you have to practice in front of people when it's pretty shitty. Well, you know, that's the thing that kind of sucks. And the thing is this, like, most of the times, like, if you've done, like, most shows, you're performing in front of people that are drunk, people that are stupid, whatever. Like, and that has to question the validity of the art you're kind of creating, right? Like, do you think that any other art could still be held to the same value if they had to do it in, like, appease drunk shitty people in a bar like hypothetically do you think do you think Picasso could create cubism like if he had to tour it around fucking like middle America you know what I mean that'd be horrible he's like saying he's like like painting in front of people he's like look it's a you know perspective from a 2d view and they're like that lady's face is fucked up you're an idiot people don't look like that that's fucking dumb dude boo boo Picasso and he's just like all right well how about I drew an asshole do you guys like this asshole they're like yeah yeah, Picasso fucking rules, dude. <laughs> yeah, woo! And they just like hear him out. It's like this is the guy that draws the assholes. It's like I'm the asshole guy. And he has to sell shirts around the Midwest with like a fucking asshole on it. And then people get angry if he doesn't do his asshole bit. Hey, man, come on in. How's up? We're doing it. You into Picasso? Hell yeah, dude. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. That's what, that's what this show's about. We're just fans of Picasso in here, dude. 
thefansofpicasso.com. The meetup, the show, the sequel. Okay. Uh, I used to be a tour guide in the city of San Francisco. Man, I used to do the worst kind of tours. I was a city Segway tour guide in the city of San Francisco, baby. Oh, boy. The skill set, very, very low for that. You ever taken a Segway tour? Well, see, there you go, man. You've saved yourself. That's good. That's good. Segway tours, the epitome of dork. You should never, ever do that, okay? That's the worst thing you can do with your life. People pay hundreds of dollars to take Segway tours. They come from Europe. They're like, wow, what's the first thing I'm going to do to learn about America? I'm going to hop on this stupid fucking scooter <laughs> and just have everybody hate me. Yeah, that's what you do. It fucking sucks. And sometimes you get people that are fucking huge bummers when they get on those things, right? Like, for example, I'm going around doing a tour in the city. Wrap it up. Have this man who at the end of the tour goes, well, John, i got to say, I've lived in San Francisco for five years, and that Segway tour you just took us on, that is the greatest thing I've ever done. And you guys feel that, right? Just like that feeling of just depression <laughs> and just sadness and just the weight of that sentence hearing you. Think how I felt when a man stares me in the face and seriously with conviction says that to me. You're just like... Kid, you deserve to die. That's, like, that's the only thing you think. If your Segway tour is the best thing you've ever done and you live in any major American city, you should fucking kill yourself, dude. That's it. Because it's not going to get better. And here's the thing. I will give you a Segway to kill yourself with. That way, at least when you go off the nearest bridge, people can be like, well, it looks like technology really did ruin this beautiful city. You know what I mean? And I, I didn't think you could fall off those things. That's, <laughs> that's the biggest one they could say. Wheeling it off the bridge. Anyway, that's all the time I'm going to do. Give me a round of applause. It is over. My time is over. All right. And now, coming up next, this next guy's got a little black book. He's looking through it. He's going to be performing next. You guys are going to know him. You're going to love him. Give it up for Ryan Levine, everybody. We're doing it. John Gallagher, great man. I looked up Dragon's fucking cars. It's real. How many members did you say there were? Bro, there's 42,000 and one now, okay? <laughs> I had to block my mom on Instagram. Um, yeah, she wouldn't stop DMing me motivational pictures. Like, she sent me this image of a bumblebee. You'll like this, Mike. And uh, in cursive over the bumblebee, it just said, be who you want to be. And now I want to be an orphan. Uh, all the coolest kids are orphans, right? All the best superheroes, Batman, Spider-Man, Stuart Little, they're all orphans. I love Mutiny because you get the chance to see, like, all these up-and-coming comedians right before they kill themselves. So... <laughs> I think that's special. Uh, yeah. yeah, my parents aren't too sure about the whole stand-up comedy thing. They don't think there's any money in it, which is weird because I've literally made $15. So yeah, I brought my dad to one of my shows. He hated it. Afterwards, he came up to me, and he was like, oh, Ryan, why don't you talk about something real like capitalism? And I was like, Dad, how many times do I have to tell you this? I don't actually know what that word means. Yeah. Yeah, he's a hard guy to get along with, but I do it because I depend on him financially. Uh, we actually hang out a lot, but that's just because I need to eat lunch, you know? <laughs> we went backpacking in Montana last summer. I didn't want to go, but that's that's a lot of lunch. 
Uh, we're at the base of the mountain getting supplies. We're getting supplies for the trip. I see this warning sign for bears, so I bought bear mace. You guys know what that is, bear mace? It has, like, pepper spray for bears. Uh, I'm sorry, it's pepper spray against bears, God forbid. A bear gets its hands on some pepper spray. Uh, uh, Thanks, bro. I did it for you. Uh, I was like, he's here. I got to do that one. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's a good time, man. We had a good time. We went for a whole week. It's like five lunches, if you do the math. And uh, I don't know if I love backpacking or if I just like pooping outside, you know? It's like no rules. Shit in the lake. No one's going to judge you. It's like finally I could shit outside without my neighbors calling the cops. You know, that's where I was at. On the way back, we did see a bear. Uh, it was like an adolescent black bear. Uh, everything was under control. Still sprayed the shit out of it, though. Really just laid into it. And it felt good, you know. I was like holding it sideways. That's how it felt. And like it was hibernating, but still, like, I felt threatened. Uh, I don't know. No, I didn't see a bear, but w- I wish we did because my dad gave me shit for it. He was like, haha, you bought bear mace. We didn't see a bear. You wasted your money. I was like, well, I took this money out of your wallet. So, yeah, that's capitalism, dad. I don't know what to tell you. Hell yeah. I'm Jewish. Any other Jews in here? Make some noise. Really? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what if Mike Bonds was just a black Israelite? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Judaism, Christianity, they're pretty similar, right, on paper. Uh, There are some differences. Like Jews, we wear yarmulkes, and we believe that Moses split the Red Sea, freed the slaves. Christians, they're wrong. Um, I'm not the best Jew. I was in synagogue. My rabbi asked me if I've ever read the Torah. I was like, no, bro. I'm still working on the prisoner of Azkaban. Um, Just kidding. I didn't call my rabbi bro. I called him Baruch. Um, it's a scary time to be a Jew. You know, anti-Semitism is everywhere. Even my washing machine is like, Jew, 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 Jew. A friend of mine just got an iguana. Uh, so I got curious and I looked up how long iguanas live for. I was like, holy shit, man, you're about to be single for 16 to 20 years. Uh, it's a long time. <laughs> you look at me like, booth guy just looked at me like he has an iguana. Uh, yeah. Do you have an iguana? No, okay. I told that joke one time. Some guy came up to me after the show. He's like, excuse me, uh, my iguana has been alive for 23 years. Uh, And he was wearing a fedora, so I'm pretty sure he was single. So I feel like I was half right still. And no one wants to date a dude in a fedora. It's like the herpes of hats. Um, I'm trying to be working on my stage presence, trying to be more intimidating. So if you guys are feeling fear right now, I do apologize. It's just part of the act. yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I want. I want a vibe that's like, don't fuck with me. You know, that's not my vibe. My vibe is like, I would prefer if you didn't mess with me. That's the best I can do. Like, I'm really afraid of confrontation. I can't handle confrontation. Like, for example, my bicycle got stolen, and I just watched it happen. You know, like, <laughs> like, like he wasn't in a rush or anything. You know, I was just standing there, like, no, that's that's my bicycle. I'd prefer if you didn't do that. Uh, what was I supposed to do, walk away and buy a new bicycle? I hope so, because that's what I did. Uh, the guy at the bike store was like, really, again, just say something. Yeah. 
No, I'm, I, it's true, man. I can't. I can't do confrontation. I've been dating this girl for six weeks who thinks my name's Logan. Uh, I don't know how to tell her. You know, I came up with this plan though. I was like, I'll just bring her around my friends, and they'll just drop my name casually in conversation. But I made the mistake of telling my friends that plan, and now they call me Logan. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I've been dating a lot of girls. Oh shit! What was that? I'm scared. Uh, I've been dating. No, I'm not. I don't have fear. I'm scary. I'm intimidating. Uh, uh, I've been dating girls with more money than me, which is fine. I just don't understand why I still got to buy the stuff, you know? Like, uh, I bought this girl and I a drink, and it cost me three and a half hours of work. So, just a thought more so. Uh, yeah. I've been, uh, I was in the mood for a burrito today, so I just opened up Google and typed in Mexican near me. Uh, yeah, ended up at my buddy Hector's house, which is problematic because he is Puerto Rican. Um, the burrito is decent. It was all right. Uh, four stars. Yeah. Uh, you guys millennials? Are we millennials? You said you're on the cusp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're never that excited to announce it. Just two claps. We're the only generation that's like, yeah, fuck us, you know? It's like, you guys remember we weren't millennials? We were just uncategorized babies. The older generation looked at us like, yeah, look at those babies. You know, th these babies are going to solve all the problems we created. And then we grow up like, surprise, we're not going to do that. Like, uh, <laughs> we're just going to not know how to end relationships appropriately. That's the best we can do. It's intimidating performing for millennials. You know, everyone's so righteous and woke. They're like, impeach Trump or abolish the prison industrial complex. And I'm just like, what exactly are ferrets? You know. It's true. We're not good at breaking up with people. I I got broken up with right after sex. You know, like we were still naked. Like, have you ever had to dress yourself in front of the naked woman who just broke up with you? Me neither. I did it in the hallway. Uh, felt vulnerable. I think she was trying to hurt my feelings extra. You know, I think it was a move on her part. And a big part of me was really hurt. But like another part of me, like more medium-sized part, just had sex. You know, you can't hurt that. It was like it was like a severance check. You know, it was like, yeah, you fired me, but you also gave me the only thing I came here for. So I feel like I came out on top. Plus, I took a loaf of bread on the way out. Definitely came out on top. Just kidding. I came on her stomach. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm not good at breakups either, man. I once broke up with a girl via postcard. Uh, and I realized I didn't even know her address, so I had to look it up in the yellow pages, but she wasn't listed, so I just broke the heart of the n only other Lydia in town. And yeah, my uh, my ex-girlfriend wanted a kid. I can't, I had to, I had to end that. You know, I can't have a kid. I'm still a kid. Like, I don't know what my f kid's first words would be, but I know what my first words to my kid would be. I'd just be like, hey, you trying to smoke? Yeah. I've been re referred to as a lifeguard's worst nightmare. Because uh, I like skinny dipping, but I don't actually know how to swim. Yeah. Do you guys, who else peaked in high school? Just clap your hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I peaked in high school. They loved me in high school, and now they're like, you know, you really shouldn't hang out here anymore. So uh, it's a different situation. A friend of mine told me he thinks his high school self would have hated who he'd become. I think my high school self would love who I've become, and that's way worse, right? Like, he'd be impressed by a lot of unimpressive shit. He'd be like, what? You drive? And, and then I introduce him to my girlfriend. He'd be like, what? You're dating a senior? That's crazy. 
All right, guys. Uh, this has been fun. Uh, I'm Ryan Levine. Stay, stay around f- forever. Uh, good night. Ryan Levine, everybody. Stay around forever or leave. It's your choice. Choose your own adventure. Stay in the open mic or leave through the very easily accessible open door. All right, cool. Good job, Orion. Dude, I'm not going to be able to get the image of just two people with herpes just flipping a fedora back and forth between each other <laughs> like the rest of my life. That's like the funniest image. They're just like on top of each other just giving the fedora one way or the other. Now it's you. Now with the balls in your court. All right. Our next comedian coming to the stage. She's hilarious. She just booked her first show in Santa Rosa or Sebastopol, somewhere over the Golden Gate Bridge. Give it up for Rachel Pinson. Excuse me, everybody. If I could please not get your attention. This is not an announcement. Nothing I have to say is important or relevant. This is just a test of my vocal cords. If you're still listening, feel free to tune out now, but this is only a test. I don't need anybody to listen to anything that I'm saying. Hey, everybody. The test is over. The next things I have to say, I feel like if you want to, you can start paying attention. The test of my vocal cords is now over. Thank you for not listening. Yeah, I just came back from Minneapolis. I learned a lot. Everyone in Minneapolis knows all the places where Prince once took a shit. Isn't that cool? I learned a lot. I did. He's from Minneapolis. He is. Yeah, I uh, met this guy named Monk. And uh, he got the name Monk because he actually studied in Tibet to become a monk. But he doesn't look like your traditional monk. Like, he's like, mid-twenties, he walks around barefoot, he's got face tats, he's got like patches all over his overalls. I would offer him things like, hey, do you want to drink with me? I can't drink, I'm a monk, it's against the rules. He was also celibate, he couldn't have sex. I was like, do you want to smoke some weed? He's like, I can't smoke weed, that's against the rules. He asked me, my friend, like, can we go get some almond milk? My friend says, well, we have chocolate almond milk at home, but he can't have chocolate, chocolate's against the rules. And then he was telling us a story about smoking crack by the train tracks. Me and my friend Pasta are like, what? You can smoke crack? Like, yeah, I can smoke crack. Crack's not against the rules. The rules were written way before crack was invented. Yeah, that was fun. Then I went to, like, I'm from Columbus. uh, I was raised by, like, uh, lesbian parents in the Midwest. Anyone else? Yeah. Relatable. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of weird, because I, I live in San Francisco now. And uh, growing up, people were like, oh, you have lesbian parents? Was that rough? It must have been weird. And now I live in the Bay Area. People are like, lesbian parents in the Midwest? Whoa, that must have been rough. Was that weird? You know, I didn't think it was fair 
growing up because all these like like midwestern rednecks thought it was like their kids were going to be turn out to be weird or confused or queer dad but uh it's not fair it's not fair cuz not all of my siblings are weird and confused or queer fuck i fucked that one up again but i think like maybe they were onto something like i didn't want them to be right like i didn't want to be as weird as i am you know but yeah i'm weird cuz i don't think like being gay is equivalent to being like a pedophile or into bestiality you know i'm confused cuz i don't understand why my teacher looked at me weird when i said my mom was buried, married to another mom and i'm not really sure about the queer thing can you guys please answer me this question how many licks does it take before your college experiment becomes queer enough, enough? Hmm. quantifiable yeah what's up uni radio you guys you guys are here doing it i'm saying stuff into a microphone there's no point to it really like thanks for your attention yeah. i guess yeah you did it yeah thanks yeah we're on the same show right after this <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'm starting to look at dick pics as the same as like when a cat brings me a dead animal. Like, yeah, I'm disgusted. I'm not into it at all. But they're just trying to show me affection. It's kind of cute when I think about it like that, you know? Yeah, but I found out a way to get those guys. Here, I'll talk to you, Selena. You're the only other girl. Do you want to know my secret to get those guys that send you dick pics to leave you alone? All you have to do is let them get you pregnant. Ooh. Then they'll never talk to you again. Ooh. Yeah. I had to turn a guy down the other day that wanted to date me. That's really hard. Do you guys realize how hard it is to turn down guys for dates? Like, even if you don't want to go, especially if he's white, because you don't want to be responsible for the next mass shooting. You know? <laughs> how am I supposed to? No, I had to turn this guy down the other day, and he wasn't white. I don't want to sound prejudiced, right? But he told me he wanted to be a cop. Ooh. I can't date somebody like that. Red flag. I just, I, yeah, I really can't. Like, my parents never raised me to be a cop lover. What do you think? I'll bring a snitch to the dinner table. It would go way bad. And you know what? I, I liked NWA just as much as the next white lady with a microphone and mutiny radio. But I'm really tired of people telling me to fuck the police because that's how you make more police. You fuck them, and they multiply, and I think we have enough. I don't know why people keep telling me that. I'm actually pretty into nerdy guys, but that's hard. That's also hard, because I'm an extrovert with tits. It's like nerd kryptonite, right, John Gallagher? <laughs> it's like, I can't get them to look at me or talk to me, and when they do talk to me, it's online, and they say really cute things. Like, hey, you spell misogyny wrong, you dumb bitch. Oh, he's still my heart. Ah, oh, man. Do you guys know what resting bitch face is? I have the opposite of a resting bitch face. I do. I wish I had a resting bitch face, because that's a good line of defense that I don't have. Like, strangers constantly put their trust into me, even when they shouldn't. Like, people constantly ask me for directions. I don't even know where the fuck I'm going, but it happens so often, I started making their night a fucking adventure. I'm like, yeah, you go here, you turn left, you're gonna get to a bridge, a homeless guy's gonna tell you a riddle, you have to answer it correctly, because if you don't, he's gonna send you to the wrong place. You don't wanna end up at that bar. 
and I can't sit alone on public transportation because I look like a kindergarten teacher. People feel safe with me. Whenever that shit's crowded, they'll sit right next to me no matter what they smell like. Like maybe because I look like a kindergarten teacher, like I look like I'll know what to do if an active shooter comes on, but I don't. I only look like a teacher, you know? And, uh, you know, looking this approachable in the city, I've had to come up with my own line of defense, and I don't like to be mean or violent, but I can't out crazy people. So when they're like, hey, girl, what are you doing alone in the city? I'm not alone. I'm with all my friends. Can't you see them? <laughs> and then I run away, and they never talk to me again. But I got to say, people in San Francisco are really friendly. Just the other day, I was at a bus stop, and a nice gentleman pulls up in a car, and he says, hey, baby girl, do you need a ride? How sweet is that? This guy offered me a ride, a job, and he says he can protect me. <laughs> Shout out to Pork Chop, everyone. Thanks. That's been my time. Rachel Pinson, everybody. Good work. Yeah, give her a round of applause. All right. We're going to keep this thing moving right along. Your next performer, you just saw her a couple minutes ago. I want you to give a huge round of applause for the very funny Selena Beals. Keep it going. John Gallagher, I barely know her. Ah! Oh man! Hello, mutiny. Oh wow! Would you look at that? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna take a seat. Can we give it up for Stevie Nicks over here? Come on, looking like a damn snack and a half. Oh man. Oh shit. Okay. Well. All right. So uh, recently, I was talking with someone about shit from high school. You like those talks? Catching up with someone they haven't seen in a long time and just talk about high school shit, how you lost your virginity, how you skipped class to do drugs, how you don't know how you're still alive, and wow, what a crazy time that was. Um, that made me remember a little backstory. I am from Oakland, and I went to Skyline. Does anyone know where that is? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Proud home of Tom Hanks's career. Um, yeah, Tom Hanks is from the Bay Area. He's from Oakland. But um, so I went to Skyline, and uh, for those of you who don't know, it is an Oakland public school in the mountains. It's in like the Sequoia, very north Oakland. Um, so it's ratchet as hell, but it's fucking, it's beautiful. It's like a monastery, um, the way the school looks. Um, but since it's in the mountains, it's cold all the fucking time. Super fucking cold. And um, one of the cool things about Skyline, uh, there was this phenomenon called tumbleweaves. Do you know what tumbleweaves are? Oh, man. So fucking tumbleweaves are when you get that first fight in the morning, like that world star level shit, two bitches just going at it. And fucking <laughs> and then they'd rip off a weave and throw it into the crowd that would huddle around the fight. Kind of like a wedding bouquet, just like, oh, who's going to get in the fight next? Oh, it's me. And uh, <laughs> once that weave hits the ground and everyone goes to class, um, that weave would ball up as the day went on. And because it was so high up in uh, the mountains, it would just tumble away with the wind blowing. Thus, like a tumbleweed. Uh, so anyways, um, there was this one chick that I went to school with. Her name was Nicole. Now, one special thing about this girl, Nicole, she was a Nicole with no H. And uh, I don't fuck with Nicoles with no H's in their name. And I'm going to tell you why. 
I had chemistry class with this bitch, and she got in a fight one morning, and uh, in her tumbleweave that came off her head, there was uh, like a shaving razor in her weave. This bitch straight up had a knife in her hair, and uh, saw that in that morning. We go to class later, and uh, I'm trying to shoot the shit, because uh, that really fascinated me. And so I'm talking to Nicole, and... Uh, I see her pull out her little pencil bag. It's like a little cute, like panda pencil bag from Daiso or some shit. Bless you. And uh, um, she opens it up, and I see like two pens, a black and mild, and an X-Acto knife. And uh, (laughs) I was just like, oh, here's something to talk about with her. And so I was just like, hey, Nicole, uh, you do art? Because I figured with an X-Acto knife, you do some kind of stunts. I don't know, whatever. I was like, you do art? And uh, she looked at me, and she was like, nah, because a real nigga never knows, Selena. And uh, I was just like, <laughs> and I just looked at her and went like, Why, why'd you have to put my name at the end like that? That's really, it's really creepy. Because it, it automatically sounds creepy when someone says something to you and they put their, your name at the end. Where you're just like, hey, where do you like to shop? And they're just like, I really like Trader Joe's. They have a good freezer section, Rachel. Like, <laughs> so I was immediately terrified, not only because of that, but also any woman that refers to herself as a nigga, um, regardless of race. Um, I feel like it's a word that, like, it, it's not like Spanish rules where it's gender specific, like, nigo or nigga. Like, <laughs> I felt like it's always been a predominantly male term. And, uh, yeah, so that terrified the shit out of me. Long story short, don't trust bitches that are named Nicole with no H. And uh, let's see, what else? Um, I want to ask you guys a question. All right, you, all right here. Um, what do you consider eating? Like what, what, what is eating? Is it like, okay, okay. So it's when you put food in your mouth and chew. Okay, what, what do you think eating is? Okay, all right, yeah, I'd be hella educated like that with some big ass words. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I think eating is really fucking weird. <laughs> eating, am I right, you guys? Um, yeah, it's when you put something in your mouth chew it up with your teeth and swallow, right? Like, it's not like when you just, because you don't eat gum. You chew gum. You don't swallow it. That's kind of where eating starts, huh? It starts at the throat, I think. Um, anyways, I just want to see what that was about, because uh, I, I, someone looked at me weird when I said, uh, go chew a bag of dicks, and um, uh, that, that did not fly over well with them. Uh, do you guys want to hear a fun fact? All right, cool. Uh, did you know, <laughs> did you know that, uh, when, uh, whales fart underwater, so when they fart or when they get like a bubble that comes out of their blowhole, um, that bubble of oxygen underwater is so big that it can fit an entire horse in it. It's true. It's true. Look it up. It can fit an entire horse in it. You know what else can fit an entire horse in it? Your mom's big, fat, gaping heart because she loves you so much and she cares about you. And uh, she has made you the person that you are today. 
What did you think I was going to say? God, you people are terrible. But you know what else can fit a horse in it? Your mom's fucking gaping black vacuous hole in her heart because you never call her and she misses you and (laughs) you never show any love and appreciation. But you know what else can fit a horse in it? Your mom's sweet, warm, Cock pocket! Her fucking pussy! Her giant fucking vagina! Oh my god! Yes! I said it, bitch! Your mom's a whore! Your mom's a whore and she likes to fuck horses and when she fucks the horse, she wants some more! Anyways, that's my time. Please give it up for Warhol. Thank you so much. Wow. People say Negroes can't swim. But my great uncle went swimming all the time before he drowned. If you believe we've been to the moon, then you accept that we only let white men on the moon. So that's on you now. That's your bad. Guys, I just want to tell you, if you see a beautiful homeless woman, she chose that life over you. fact um i think i think i'm in love with keanu reeves yeah i'm pretty sure he's the one i'm not gay the way i know i'm not gay is every time i have sex with men i don't enjoy it that's how you know I think it would be cool to be a special ed teacher because if you fail, it's not your fault. Just a quick PSA. If you're being sexually harassed, bring mace because Puff Daddy will not help you. I don't know if you heard, Cosby has been accused of drugging 60 women, but in his defense, they weren't supposed to remember. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I need to know, if a paramedic has to take a shit, is that an emergency? I heard there's a shooting at YouTube, but I haven't seen the footage. Supposedly, they found the Golden State Killer For 30 years, someone was murdering people all over California. Who knew it was the police? Who could have predicted it was the police? I'm older than Jimi Hendrix, and I still can't play guitar. Eric Clapton can shred on guitar, and he can't latch a freaking window. I bet Eric Clapton's baby mama is still mad about that unplugged version of Layla. (laughs) Some things are unforgivable. I grew up middle class, but I worked my way down to poverty. Poverty's like quicksand, it drags you down, it's hard to build a foundation. The main difference is you can't suck and fuck your way out of quicksand. 
went to Costco the other day. The main difference between Costco and a refugee camp is the savings. Is it Trader Joe's? The cashier said to me, 1114. I said, what is R. Kelly's ideal age of consent for 200, please? I was eating this cheeseburger. I got melted cheese on my shoe, and for a second, I could almost moonwalk. I think that's how you moonwalk. You get some cheese on your shoe, then you rape a kid, and you can moonwalk. Went to Five Guys. Five Guys does not give a fuck about your peanut allergy. Go fuck yourself. But back in the day, the doctor wouldn't sit you down and tell you your son has a peanut allergy. He would just say, your son is dead. Would you like a peanut? They're delicious. I used to listen as a kid, I used to listen to the Frasier theme song. It ends with tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And as a kid, I was always like, I know what a tossed salad is, but what the fuck is scrambled eggs?